And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a king wearing a magnificent crown. No, Dad, that's not it. Oh, really? Let me try it again. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a powerful, well-trained soldier. No, Dad, you did it again. That's not right. Okay, uh, how about this? And this will be a sign for you. You will find a democratically elected president. What? No. A trendy motivational speaker. No way. A big tech CEO. A movie star. Time traveling cyborg. No, no, none of those are right. The shepherds one couldn't find any of those. Okay, then, little Miss Know It All. What did they find? For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. Oh, that's right, a baby. Does that even make sense? A, a baby is totally helpless. Yeah, but if Jesus didn't come as a baby, mm-hmm. then he would have known what it was like to grow up. Ah, oh, but wait, why did he have to grow up? That's easy, to save us. Ah, well then that means that the best part about Christmas is... The baby. Right, the baby. Oh, well, I guess it's time you get some sleep. We got a big day ahead of us tomorrow. No, we're not done with the story. Okay, just a little longer. And suddenly... There was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he lives. Christmas is about Christmas is about the baby, the baby Jesus, of course. <laughs> Well, it's a good morning, church, and Merry Christmas to you all. Uh, welcome to Norwalk. If you're here for the first time with us, we're so glad that you uh, made the time to be here this morning with us, especially on a Christmas day. Um, uh, the, the first thing I want to let you know is that we are here to help you follow and find, find and follow Jesus. Uh, so uh, we are so um, encouraged. We are going to start a new uh, next week, we're going to start a new series that is called Faith Forward. So you found some of the stuff on your, on your seats this morning. Faith Forward. 2023, it's, it's, a year, it's a year where we're going to have to put in practice our faith. So I hope that you are able to make it and uh, you're able to, uh, to be here with us for that series. It's going it's gonna to help, help you develop that faith that we need to have to go through all the, the things that we are going to go through. Some of the blessings, but some of the testing and trials are coming too. That's part of life. Uh, but today, 
for the past month, we have been talking about Christmas being a time of submission, being a time of hope, being a time of peace. Today, we are going to talk about Christmas being a time of love. Christmas is a time of love. And, and without parents, I don't want you to intervene in this. I'm going to talk to your kids right now. Parents, don't say anything because that, 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 that way you're not going to help your kids. I don't want you to help your kids right now. Kids, raise your hand. What is the, the, what is the most famous verse in the Bible? John 3.16. Good job. Good job. So come up here. I have a gift for you. We have a drone. So here you go. Now, who knows John 3.16? You got to stand up and say it. Okay. Well, I saw the second hand right here. Uh, let's give it a hand for... John 3.16. John 3.16. And before we even read John 3.16, I, I want to go forward two slices. Let's go forward two slices because I want to... Uh, and just... I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Don't do that yet, David. A lot of people get bothered with the X when it says X mass. A lot of people, is, they're bothered by that. But a lot of times we get bothered because we don't know the meaning of things. Do you agree with that? A lot of times we do, we have a lot of misunderstandings in the world. So, any of the kids, do, do you guys know what the X means on, what, what does the X mean? Okay. That's, 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 it, you're getting close, not quite there yet, but you're, you're close to that. Anything, anybody else? If you turn, yeah, they have come up with some of that stuff. If you turn to the side, it is true, it's, it can be a sign of star, but, but it was, it was done in the beginning with one purpose. It can be a cross, yeah, yeah, you both are right. Anybody else? Kids. <laughs> Nobody. So, uh, who was the first one who raised her hand on that one? Back there. Come here. Come here. Because you raise your hand first. I'm going to explain what that is right now really quick. There you go. Merry Christmas. You were brave and you raised your hand and you gave one of the good answers. So thank you. So let me, let me just explain to you really quick. So that way, from now on, when you see the X mass, you don't get bothered. So let's go, let's go to that slides right now. Uh, no, the next one. One more. There we go. You guys seen this many times, right? And a lot of times, a lot of times Christians get bothered with that. They're like, you know, why did they take the, the name Christ out of, out of this word? They, don't, they haven't taken it out. So this is what the X stands for. Next. In Greek, the word Christ is the word Christos. 
Christos began with an X in the Greek alphabet. So there were times, times of uh, persecution, times of where Christians have used other symbols to celebrate something or to mean something, like the symbol of the fish. Have you guys seen that? Well, that's what Christians in the, in the, in the, in the church in the beginning, in, in New Testament times, Christians used to use that symbol to talk to each other, to, to know to know that they were believers because they couldn't just say they were believers. Otherwise, they would have been persecuted. So the X means Christos, which is the Greek word for what? Christ. Christ. So now you guys know. So let's move forward to the sermon now. Great job, kids. Great job. Great job. Um, so John 3.16 is one of the most well-known verses in the world. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have eternal life. It, did you know that if you understand this verse, you understand the message of the Bible? Just this verse will give you the message of the whole Bible. First of all, it begins with God's love. And because God was motivated by love, He gave His only begotten Son for a purpose, for a reason, that if you believe in Him, you will not perish. But instead of perish, instead of going the other way, you will have eternal life. You will receive the gift of eternal life. Christmas is a time when people tend to show more love. We're talking about God so loved the world. And Christmas is a time when people tend to show more love for their family members. People tend to show more love, not all the time, but they, show to they tend to show more love to neighbors. And even completely strangers, they know the time of the year. Because Christmas is a time of love. Some people have uh, made this an issue about the X. All we got to know is what we just went through. I read about a little girl who climbed on Santa's lap and heard that Santa ask her the, the, you know, the usual question. And what would you like for Christmas? A little girl looked up to him totally in, in, in a horrified way and asked, didn't you get my email? Didn't you get my email? And it's because many people have make of Christmas a type of, time of different things. Types of uh, gifts. Parties, food. And we don't realize that it's a time of love. But the love began with God showing His love to you and me. The, the reason you're sitting here this morning, the reason we, we're able to have this roof of, uh, over our heads, the reason you're alive, the reason you ate this morning, the reason you ate last night, the reason you're going to keep on celebrating Christmas today is because God loved you so much. Christmas is a time of love and laughter. Even after all the changes that have been going on in our world, changes that have been going on in your life, changes that have been going on in our church, can you imagine the smiles of, and the faces of Mary and Joseph as, as they were holding the baby in their arms? Imagine the joy in the faces of the shepherds when they received the message and they walked over to where the baby was on that, during that night. Yes, Christmas began 
had a hard time, but it was a time of love in God's calendar. It was a time of love. It was a time of joy. It was a time of hope. And it should always remain the same in our hearts. So if Christmas is a time of love, why is it that not everybody experienced the love of God? Why is it that not everybody experienced love? Because it's a simple answer. Because it is easier to get caught up in the pressure of the season. It's easy to get caught up in the pressure of the seasons, and perhaps we lose the very spirit in our lives that we are trying to gain every Christmas, which is hope, peace, and love. Or we're doing it a lot of times, especially in common times of the year. Many, many things take over Christmas and not the real meaning of it. The causes for this may include too many Christmas activities to attend, too much to eat, too much money to spend. Too, much, too many expectations that we have a lot of times. And a lot of times we have a lot of tensions at home. Often our efforts at Christmas time result in feeling stressed, worn out. I find that we should simply have joy, hope, peace, and love. Commemorating the birth of our Savior. That, is, that should be it. For God so loved the world. God wants us to experience this hope, this peace, this love in our hearts. For God so loved the world with the purpose. So why love? Why love? Let, let, me, give you, let me give you a quick reason why love. Because the first Christmas was motivated by love. The first Christmas was motivated by love. And, and let me tell you, what motivates you every Christmas? What motivates you every day? Because we all are motivated by different things in life. What motivates you? And I'm not asking you to give me the right answer or to give yourself the right answer. I'm asking you to deeply think into your heart what motivates you every day. For any reason. In John 3.16 where it says, For God so loved the world, the motivation for giving His Son, the motivation for giving us that baby that was going to grow up and go to the cross and die. Mary, did you know? Did you know that the baby boy was destined to die? Can you imagine Mary holding that baby in her arms, thinking sometime in the future, this baby is going to be crucified? Can you even imagine your own kids thinking that way about your own kids? But God so loved the world that He was motivated to the point of giving up His own Son. He so loved the world. An interesting thing is the Greek word for so, when it says God so loved the world, the word so in the Greek is an adverb of intensities. And it means that nobody will ever love you in the way God loves you. Nobody. Nobody in this world will ever love you the way God loved you. That love was so great, so amazing, that He was motivated. That love motivated God to give His only Son, His Son Jesus. Real love is followed by actions. That's why there's no way you can, you can tell somebody you love them if your actions tell people the difference. Real love is followed by actions. 
God was motivated by love. And the first Christmas, and He acted in love and gave us a son. Are you motivated to act in love this Christmas? Or what motivates you these days? What are those things that God would have you do for love? What, what would God have you do that? Motivated by love, God gave us Jesus. And when Jesus was born, love himself was born. Yeah, love himself was born. In other words, in the first Christmas, God gave us a gift of love. When Jesus was born, love was born in the flesh. Jesus was and is love. That's what John, 1 John chapter 4 verse 16 tells us. Look at 1 John chapter 4 verse 16 says, And, and so we know and rely on the love God has for us. Why? Why do we rely? Why do we trust in the love God has for us? For God is love. Jesus is God. It was God being born in that manger. Jesus himself, God himself was being born as a man to be able to come and pay for our sins. Yeah, to be able to come and pay for that behavior that sometimes we have that is unacceptable to God. For those things that sometimes we say that we shouldn't say. He came and died for that so He can save us from all of that. God is love. Jesus was born. Love was born in the flesh. <coughs> Whoever lives in love lives in God. And God in them. How did Jesus express that love while He was on earth? How did He express that love? Let, let me tell you, Jesus expressed that love in many different ways, but I'm just going to give you uh, four of them. Four ways that Jesus expressed His love when He was here on earth. He expressed His love through empathy. He had empathy on the people that were hurting. Not those who were pretending to be hurting, but those who, who were really hurting in life. In Matthew chapter 9, he saw Matthew sitting at the, at the tax table. And the word that is using Matthew for when Jesus saw him sitting at the table, it's not just any word. It's not any word like when you see somebody pass by or when you just pass by and see somebody sitting there. No, Jesus saw Matthew and he knew that Matthew, he knew what Matthew was thinking. He knew what Matthew had in his heart. He knew that Matthew did not want to be sitting there. That's what Jesus had, had empathy on what Matthew was going through. Call him to follow him. And Matthew didn't think twice about it. He dropped everything and followed him. Jesus' love was expressed by empathy. Jesus' love was, was expressed in kindness. Shouldn't Christmas be a time of empathy and kindness? And a lot of times we don't think about others. We just think about ourselves. That's not very kind. But we think about it. We think it is. So be, have empathy on people. Be kind to people. That's what Christmas is all about. Remember in John chapter 4, when the Samaritan woman approached him? 
John chapter 4, the Samaritan woman approached a man. It, it was not allowed for a Jewish man to talk to a, a Samaritan, much less a woman. It was not allowed. It was, it was not appropriate at that time. But Jesus didn't care. He was kind to this woman. He had a conversation with this woman. As a matter of fact, the disciples left to go get food, and he stayed because he knew that that woman was going to come. And he was kind to her. He, dis- he did not dismiss her until he knew that she, was, she had received salvation. Jesus was compassionate. He had compassion. In Matthew chapter 9, the Bible says, verse 36 to be more specific, it says that he saw the crowds and he was moved to compassion because he saw them like people without a shepherd. A lot of times you see crowds. You go to the mall, you go to different places during Christmas, and you see all these people running around doing different things, either whether it's eating food or whether buying gifts or whatever they're doing. But you see the crowds, and you see people a lot of times running without knowing, running in life, walking in life, walking through life without even knowing what they really want for life. That's why a lot of people keep on saying, you know what, I'm just trying to find myself. Oh, you're not lost. You just need to find Jesus. You just need to find Jesus. He will show you the way. Psalm chapter 32 verse 8 says, I will show you the way. But a lot of times, especially during this time of year, we get so busy that we forget about empathy, kindness, and compassion. How compassionate are you with other people? Jesus expresses love through forgiveness. In John chapter 8, remember when they brought the adulterous woman? He showed forgiveness. This woman was supposed to be stoned to death. He didn't allow the leaders and those people who brought the woman, He didn't allow them. He actually gave them something to think about. And when they brought her, He said, You know, show me which of you... It's not guilty of sin. Because so many times we tend to point the finger at people. Even during Christmas we forget that it's a time of forgiveness. And it's a time where we should ask for forgiveness. And a lot of times we just ignore this. And we don't show forgiveness to those who at some point have offended us. The Father gave Jesus the gift of love. Jesus, the gift, love Himself, show us empathy, kindness, compassion, and forgiveness. He's showing that. He has shown that to us. He has shown you empathy. That's why He saved you and you're here. He showed you kindness. He understands you very much. Compassion, because He knows how you feel. Forgiveness, otherwise you couldn't have eternal life. And He did all that because of love. When love was born, He was born to show us the way and how we can love others. With kindness, with empathy, with compassion, 
and forgiveness. And, and let me tell you something before we, we finish. I'm not asking you, and I'm not telling you, if others have shown empathy, compassion, kindness, and forgiveness to you. I'm not asking you that. I'm asking you, have you show it to others? Because so many times we're so self-centered. We're so self-focused. You know, they haven't shown me empathy. They haven't shown me kindness. They haven't shown me compassion or forgiveness. Don't you reap what you sow? We're supposed to go sow first. So let's sow compassion. Let's sow empathy. Let's show, let's sow compassion. Let's sow forgiveness so we can receive the same. I'm not telling you if people have shown it to you. I'm asking you, have you shown that to other people? This is a good time to do that. This is a good time to be able to understand, am I, am I, this is a good time to be able to examine our hearts and really think, have I shown empathy? Have I shown kindness? Do I know why people say what they say? Do I know why people act the way they act? Do I know why they look the way they look? Do I know why they're happy or sad? Or am I just judging them? Christmas is a time of empathy, kindness, compassion, forgiveness because of love. Because He showed us, Jesus showed that because of love to us. Are you following His example? Are you motivated by His love? Or what motivates you? Because God was motivated by love. Are you motivated by His love? Are you acting with empathy, kindness, compassion, forgiveness this Christmas? When I have shared stuff like this with other people, sometimes they just tell me, Pastor, it's not easy to forgive. Uh, the Bible says that if God, if, if you want God to forgive you, you have to learn to forgive others. If you don't forgive others, God will not forgive you. But also, love covers multitude of sins. So when Christ came to the world, and because of love, He died for us. He died for us to cover our multitude of sins. Each one of us has multitude of sins. We're not innocent. We were guilty. And He had to give His life for you. Imperfect, wretched sinner. Because He loved you. How are you loving others? Are you showing that love that has been poured into you? Are you showing it to others? First Peter chapter 4, verse 8 says, Above all, above all, anything you say don't matter. Above all, Love each other deeply. What does it mean to love each other deeply? It means love each other from the bottom of the heart, but love each other with truth. Love each other with compassion. Love each other with kindness. 
Love each other with empathy. Love each other with forgiveness. That's what Christmas is all about. Christmas is about love. Love came down to save us. Love came down to show us empathy, kind, compassion, forgiveness. Love came down so we can love others the same way because love will cover multitude of sins. Above all, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. The love of God has covered you if you ask Him for forgiveness. Has that love covered the multitude of sins that maybe others have committed against you? If you don't forgive others, you will not be forgiven. God wants you to be compassionate, kind. God wants you to love others as you love yourself. That's what Christmas is all about. Let's not forget, Christmas is a time of love. Our Father in heaven, we thank you so much for this morning. Lord, so many things we miss along the way when we miss love. So many times we think, who's loving us? But you're asking us to love others despite of. Lord, help us to understand that your love shows us empathy, kindness, compassion. And above, above all, Lord, you love showed us forgiveness so we can receive eternal life. Help us, Lord, understand if this year we're really celebrating the love of Christ in us. Father, we fall so far away from these truths when we just think about us. But this day, I want you to, I want to pray and ask you to bless each family here represented. To bless, e- to bless each life that has come to this place. So we can go out of those doors and go express our empathy, our kindness, our forgiveness, our compassion. Because you showed us that. You gave us that. When the baby was born, love was born. And we pray, Lord, that we can also be transformed and do the same with others. Your name, beautiful name, Jesus, our Savior, we pray. Amen. Amen.